Hi, this is Kelly Hall with the Longview Chamber of Commerce. Today we are going to talk about Longview Now, Why to Live in East Texas with Dr. Matt Jones. But before we get started, I would like to say thank you to Stemco, an impro company making our roads safer. They're today's sponsor and the Longview Post Long They are today's sponsor and the Longview Now podcast series title sponsor. Thank you, Stemco. Well, Dr. Jones, thank you for being with us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Jones, for our listeners, is with Azalea Orthopedics. Um, he, They are a chamber member here in Longview. They are out of Tyler, I believe it is, and opened their offices here a few years ago. So it's been fun for us to get to know the team here in Longview, representing East Texas, all the way from Texarkana over to Tyler. And I bet it's even a little bit broader than that. Why is this important for us to have this conversation when families are looking at relocating to town, or perhaps you're already in Longview, Texas, or maybe even a business owner? Injuries do happen. And so today we wanted to get to know one of our physicians, in East Texas, so we can better understand the approaches, but more importantly, feel comfortable getting to know Dr. Jones. So when we walk in the office, we're greeted. We know we will be greeted with a smile, but we want to have the confidence to smile back and know everything's going to be okay. So let's get to know Dr. Jones. Are you from East Texas? I grew up in the Lubbock area and uh, went to college at Texas Tech went to medical school there as well, since it was close. And then when it came time for training, I chose to go to Jackson, Mississippi to uh, do my orthopedic training there. And uh, when I was in uh, Jackson, I met my wife, of course. Uh, Then when we were looking at relocating, then, um, of course, East Texas is halfway between Lubbock and Meridian, Mississippi. So it has worked out really great because uh, my wife has gotten the green trees and green grass that she grew up with, and I still get to live in Texas. So it has been just the best place for us to be. That's cool. So when thinking about growing up in uh, Lubbock, and for those of you who don't know Lubbock, Lubbock looks very different from Longview, Texas, with our rolling hills, tall trees, and a lot of water. That's East Texas. Then going out to Lubbock, it's beautiful, wide open skies, prairies beyond the eye can see on those starry nights. Uh, I've been out there. My son went to Tech. So it's a gorgeous area, but very different from East Texas. So when you think about Lubbock, what are those favorite childhood memories? Of course, growing up in Texas, uh, football is king. And so uh, growing up, my dad was a football coach early on. And so all of um, our family is focused on football. And so football, even from growing up, going to the games uh, with my dad, uh, then playing football, everything focuses on that. And there's some good life lessons that can come from playing football. Of course, there are some things when a person gets injured and uh, the like, but the fondest memories I had were of having a football team, working together, trying to accomplish a goal, healthy competition. Everybody agrees on the rules, and it is um, 
has been a good place to learn some life lessons for me that have helped me to push through some tougher times. It's interesting. Internally, we were talking this week because we're going to, we have a position open and we said, one of the questions we're going to bring back, what extracurricular activities did you participate in as a, a young adult or as a kid? And let's talk about those team experiences. Right, because with um, sports, and that's one of the things that prompted me to go into medicine and into orthopedics is because with uh, the emphasis on being able to play and when a player is hurt and is not able to get out there and to get back to playing with his teammates, it's a really tough time. I had a couple of injuries uh, during football. I missed uh, most of my senior year which was uh, was really discouraging as well. So I really understand how a player is motivated to try to get well as quickly as they can. And sometimes the body does heal itself and people are able to get back out there just by giving it a little bit of time. There are other injuries that need some help. Ligament reconstructions. I've been on the sideline for many years. When a person, player, tears their ACL, they're out for the year. It's very discouraging for the athlete and also for the family because a lot of the family is um, centered around football as well. So to be able to do an ACL reconstruction, get the player through the rehab, get back on the field the next year, it has been very fulfilling for me and for all of the family. So it has been one of the best decisions going into orthopedics for me and especially into sports medicine as well. And so I do sports medicine for athletes. I do sports medicine for adults. I do sports medicine for injured workers. And so um, it's been a really good uh, opportunity being here. So when you were growing up and you, you think back about the many compliments I'm sure you received. Was there one that just stood out? One of the things that uh, my dad taught me was that um, to not give up, you don't give up. And one of the things that happens in football is that it does promote that because there are a lot of times when it's very discouraging, when um, things are not going well, do you give up or not? I uh, remember one of the coaches that was given the pep talk at halftime and the team is down by two touchdowns. It goes the same way for the second half. They're going to be down by four touchdowns. It's not going well. So he gives them the peck talk and then they come back and they win the game. And so after the game, he's telling them, you know, it was very discouraging at halftime. You didn't give up. You kept going. You came back. You won the game. He says, remember this day because, um, one of these days, you're going to be ready to give up. It may be your job, maybe your marriage. It may. One of these days, you're going to be ready to give up. But remember this day, you didn't give up. Things went well. Uh, you ended up winning the game. So remember this day. So those kind of life lessons can really help an athlete to persist through. So that's one of the things that helped me is having some encouragement from people to persist on even when times are going tough. When you were thinking about going into medicine and training to go into sports medicine, orthopedics, 
What's been the surprise for you that you didn't expect that's brought you personal joy? Well, uh, of course, um, orthopedics uh, during the day is uh, a lot of fun. Um, seeing patients and doing surgeries and the like. One thing that I didn't anticipate was um, the trauma that can come in and how that can impact the schedule and a person's life. Because, for example, a car wreck comes in, there are two or three people injured in the wreck. I might work all day, work all night, work all the next day, and didn't realize how taxing that part of life is. So the trauma, the system with getting enough resources, getting enough doctors to do the trauma, that was one thing that was an eye-opener to me is how hard that work is. And so you say, well, the doctor worked all night long. Well, he's going to be kind of tired the next day is what's going to happen. And so now they are working hard on trying to get trauma specialists that can do more of that work during the day, which decreases the burden for those of us that were working all night. So that was one thing that was a little shocking to me is how hard the work is, especially with uh, respect to trauma. I had I have thought about it because when a friend of mine had a serious heart attack. He was in surgery literally for 24 days. And it was my neighbor who was performing the surgery. And I would hear from his wife the things that he went through during the day to stand on his feet, you know, bathroom breaks. What do doctors, you know, how they prepare for those? How do they keep their energy, their stamina, their focus when those intense traumatic moments? That's hard on an individual, on both parties. So I congratulate you for your endurance and willingness to do that. So as you're thinking about the future and attracting physicians to East Texas, I bet you're excited with the announcements that have been made at UT Tyler and the partnerships between um, Longview University Center, Kilgore College, UT Tyler, to build our medical community. When you think about five to 10 years from now, what is your hope and dream for your profession in East Texas? Uh, of course, uh, training more physicians is a good thing, especially in an area where it would motivate them to stay closer to the training area instead of having to recruit so far away. Those people that have grown up in this area go to college here, medical school here train here, then they're more likely to stay. Those people that are trained elsewhere don't have roots here. If things don't go well quickly, then they're motivated to leave. They want to go somewhere else. So that's a really a drain on the resources because to have a person come in and then leave just after you get all of the things going it is expensive. So this will be helpful to East Texas by having a medical school, training programs, getting more physicians. It'll stay in the area. I think it'll be great for the economy. I do, too. And I applaud our former Senator Kevin Eltive with his commitment to bringing this project to fruition, as well as 
all of the individuals that have been involved. And I know even our county judge has been an aggressive player right here in Gregg County, Bill Stout, to make sure that that school became a reality, to make sure that the partnerships with Longview University Center and Kilgore College became a reality because the attraction of talent and the retention of talent is the key for success for all of the communities in our area. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And if I were in a physician thinking about the future, I would be happy with these options as well. One of the things that has been a joy for me is that having good medical schools in the state of Texas, good colleges, attracting physicians back, for example, my son is starting to work at Heaton Eye Associates here in, um, he'll be here on Mondays uh, here doing pediatric ophthalmology. He'll be doing the eye straightening surgery for a strabismus. He's taking over for uh, Dr. Jeff Hunter, who's been here in this area for many years. And so it's been a real joy to see him decide to come back to East Texas and to have a clinic here. He'll be here going to the hospital, seeing the newborns that are uh, having trouble with being too premature, and then those that have eyes that are not lined up correctly to straighten those and then do adult-type surgeries as well for people that have double vision to try to get their eyes going the same direction. So it's been a real joy having him come back here, and I'm hoping that the medical community can uh, uh, be strong enough to attract a couple of my other sons that have gone into medicine. So uh, to have three sons going into medicine is kind of unique. And so I'm looking forward to the future uh, and hoping that uh, not only can I get one son back, but maybe another one. Uh, So that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. If you were going to give an employer three tips on how to support an injured employee, what would those three tips be? Of course, uh, the first part, and employers spend a lot of money on trying to prevent injuries. They look at safety. They spend a lot of money on that, trying to keep the person from getting injured. But even despite that, sometimes they do get injured. And I really like the employer to keep tabs on the patient because it's very discouraging for the patient when the employer's not checking up on them. And I asked the patient, well, is your employer calling you, trying to get you back to work? And said, no, I haven't heard from my employer at all. Well, that's very discouraging for the patient. And it's discouraging for me because it the opportunity is more challenging. And especially if they've already filled that position for that employee, that is tough. I really love it when they provide light duty work within the restrictions and they are able to get the patient back from their home, back into the work environment. They're around all their friends. Things go so much better. So those are the couple of the things that the employer could do to try to help the employee get back to their job. That's good to know because with as an employer, you you want to have the respect not to get into someone's business while demonstrating you truly care and 
you, we don't want our employees to feel like we're trying to rush something, even though we may be feeling it internally because of the pain of having the person out or the hurt for the, what the person's going through. I mean, it's a dance to know where that line is of not overreaching and causing additional harm to a situation. Right. Because the employer and the employee, there's a little tension in there in that relationship anyway. And so it's really a challenge for an employer to navigate through that. But those that do a good job of it come out with better results uh, than those that don't. And so, yes, I understand the economics of it. Having an employee that's not doing their regular job and paying them full wage to do something that's a lot less Yes, it's expensive, but it's also expensive to the whole system to leave them off work because the work comp carrier is paying a percentage of the patient's wages for them to stay at home. And so that money is paid for by the insurance premiums, which increases the cost for the employer, which increases the cost of everything for all the rest of us that are dealing with that business. So everything is expensive, but those that will go ahead and spend the resources on having light duty work, in my opinion, it's the right thing for the patient. Okay. So we're we're coming to a close, but I want to ask just a couple of more questions to bring back the personal side. What are your favorite three books you've read? Here lately, I've been reading Bill O'Reilly's uh, book series of um, Killing Lincoln and those uh, that series. I like the way he writes. He uh, makes uh, the history interesting in that he not only just tells the details of just kind of what happened, but the background, what led up to that and the personalities involved in the tension going forward and how those interacted, relating history, bringing in some things. So any of those books that he's been reading, um, I've liked reading. It's easy read, and I like history. I didn't really understand how important history was because I'm studying science, I'm studying math and those kind of things, and history is just kind of on the side for me and not really interesting. But here lately, studying history and seeing how that brings us up to the present and then where we go from here, the history does impact where we are and also will impact where we're going. And so any of those books that he's written are just fantastic. When you said Killing of Lincoln, I had three of those books because the first book I bought was in an airport, got on the plane, read the first couple of chapters, fell asleep, pushed it to the side, got up, left and left the book. Did it on the return flight, too. <laughs> so I ended up buying three books to finish that book. That was an expensive book for me. But I agree with you. He is a great writer, and he knows how to connect with audience. And I, I like storytelling, so that's good. All right, so talk to me a little bit about movies then. What's, what are your favorite movies? Here lately, with an emphasis on history, uh, watching any of the uh, World War II movies, in color, because I'd seen a lot of the film reels in black and white, but it didn't really make sense too good. But when they put it in color, it actually came to life for me. 
and it was really real. And so even on the worst days that I'm going through, with seeing how tough things were during World War II and the sacrifices and the pain and the economic impact of all of that, it really helped me to focus on how things are going now, even when I'm thinking things are challenging compared to what the people during that period of time were going through. It pales in comparison with the uh, suffering that uh, they were going through. So having a perspective on that. So any of those um, movies there, of course, Tom Hanks, anything that Tom Hanks is in is just watching uh, the one that he did with Mr. Rogers uh, here lately was he was phenomenal in that. And I thought he was Mr. Rogers is what I thought. And so that uh, movie I thought was very entertaining and really was kind of a um, uh, demonstration of kind of an autobiography. And so I like biographies, autobiographies and uh, history. Did you watch Elvis? Um, You need to watch Elvis. He he was so good. I didn't like him. (laughs) Because he, the character he portrayed, I was really mad at him. I was mad at him for playing that character. And I was also in awe of him for playing that character because I have stereotyped Tom Hanks. And I'm glad that he came out, you know, he, I'm glad he did that for me to demonstrate his, his talent. It's so broad. He's amazing. He is an amazing actor. I want to say thank you. Um, You've helped me think about the way I approach a physician personally and professionally. I appreciate you being so approachable. I'm glad that you're a storyteller yourself. And I think that it was exhibited, especially in the last two questions, with the types of books that you enjoy reading and the types of movies, because you're a visual person which makes sense that you're a visual person when you said the technicolor. Um, as a surgeon, as a doctor, things come to life to you every day. You're dealing with that. And you're in a, I'm also think you're probably a very forward thinker because of the insight and the value you've placed on the relationship with your dad. I, I find that very inspiring. So thank you for that. Azalea Orthopedic, we want to thank them for allowing you to carve out time because you can't see Dr. Jones, but he's in his scrubs, guys. So that tells me he's he's been over working with patients this morning and is headed back to work with patients. Exactly right. I did a knee replacement this morning and I'm heading to the office next. Well, I appreciate your time. And listeners, remember East Texas, Longview, Longview now. Great place to live, work, and play. We have a rich um, physician society here in East Texas that can take care of all of your healthcare needs. And when you're raising your kiddos and you're thinking about career options, remember that we will have our new medical school opening soon at UT Tyler. And then for those that are thinking, well, what about all the other services related to that? Offerings and courses will be available at Kilgore College and the Longview University Center to help connect the East Texas dots on building a stronger and richer physicians group here to serve our community. So thank you for being a part of that, Dr. Jones. It was a pleasure.